0: Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Beyond Alzheimer's Disease, Other Causes of Progressive Dementia in the Older Adult. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 6, 2017. This webinar is presented by the Lewin Group in collaboration with Community Catalysts and is supported through the Medicare Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their effort to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, Please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care. In this podcast, Sharon Hall, a family caregiver, discusses her experience caring for her mother and husband with non-Alzheimer's related dementia.
1: Yes, my name is uh, Sharon Hall, and I'm a full-time family caregiver to my 94-year-old mother who has vascular dementia and lives with us, and also my 64-year-old husband who has behavioral variant frontotemporal degeneration. And their symptoms are very different, and the biggest challenge for me, obviously, is my BVFTD husband, and I'll sort of be focusing on him today. I want to thank the previous uh, speakers. You've all done a very good job explaining the earlier onset but there are some things that I would really like to uh, point out to you. I feel that the hardest part of caregiving for those with any dementia is making that transition from a traditional role as a wife or a daughter to the role of a care partner. And I affectionately call mom and my husband the twins. I was uh, Once I was able to emotionally separate myself, my caregiving role became easier because it became less personal. And I think that's a really... Um, important thing for caregivers to do, to go through that ambiguous loss process that uh, Rebecca was talking about. One of the biggest challenges in the earlier onset dementias is finding adequate care, as Rebecca was saying, whether it be home care, day centers, or long-term care. Day centers and long-term care facilities are usually filled with very aged Alzheimer's people. My husband is a healthy, robust, mobile person. His memory has no impairment, other than some small short-term issues and some word-finding issues. His behavior is what can compose what compose an issue for us. And although we have most of his behavior controlled with medication, when his anxiety goes up, he can still have outbursts when he's triggered. Also, since he presents as a very normal person to most people, they react differently when he displays behavior than they would with an elderly Alzheimer's person. People react to his dementia behavior as though it's deliberate in nature just because he's younger and healthy. He's uh one of the that's one of the biggest challenges. Along with that challenge is finding a day center or a facility that has a younger population and activities that will interest him. Respite is an absolutely needed for family caregivers to continue to be a home care partner without burning out especially with the more challenging behavioral dementias. My twins go to a day program for uh, two five-hour days a week because basically that's all I can afford. It's not cheap. (laughs) In-home care and long-term care can uh, be an issue due to the disinhibition of FTD. They can say inappropriate remarks. People tend to, when they're caring for people with uh, dementias, they have a tendency to hug and rub the backs of dementia folks And with FTD, if you touch, be prepared to be touched in a like fashion. Hugging with an FTD person can also be a hug and a little eh -eh of your backside if you're not careful. There's also what we in the FTD community call the look. And uh, this can be interpreted by others as a mean look and it can cause fear. I've never witnessed anyone with the look act aggressively due to the look. Aggression comes when you underestimate the abilities of the FTD person and treat them like a frail person whose memory is impaired, or you misunderstand their intent. Public situations can pose a very different set of challenges when behavior is an issue. My husband is fully aware of his diagnosis. His mother also had BVFTD. I initially carried some cards saying, please excuse my husband's behavior. He has a neurodegenerative disease and please be patient. But I found that simply saying that to people who I encounter and he has behavior with it gives us an opportunity to educate. And education in these uh, other forms of dementia are, is so very vital and important. When my husband tells people I have dementia, they actually laugh because he looks and acts so normal. For those who professionally care for dementia folks, it really is imperative that you learn the techniques for controlling behaviors in FTD. PRN medications are not the only answer. They will work if you have escalated the incident to an uncontrollable level, but most behaviors can be managed with the right knowledge and practice before it gets out of control. At a late stage, all dementia looks very similar, but in early to mid FTD, they are very different than the AD population. In early to mid-stage, asking them to assist with more advanced people really makes them feel needed and gets a a really good response from them as well. Giving them purpose and not making them feel frail and incompetent is key to managing behavior in FTD, along with understanding where the behavior is originating from and being their advocate instead of their adversary. The uh, financial burden, uh, as Rebecca talked about, is enormous in the earlier onset. You do have someone in their 40s to 60s at onset. So you're looking at people who had to stop working in their prime working years. So their SSDI is far less than most Social Security recipients as far as their income. So FTD people are also very taken in by scams and they buy extravagant things they do not need. They can blow through your entire life savings in six months if no one is watching. Many FTD spouses end up penniless for their own future care. FTD folks also show, as was mentioned, unusual eating habits. They can eat all one thing exclusively. They very often crave carbs and sweets. And as um, Jerry said, hygiene is an issue. They often refuse to shower or brush their teeth. And as Dr. Hall said, no one ever died from not taking a shower. So. Um, I would encourage people not to force those behaviors. Uh, if you force hygiene tasks, you can, can you can definitely trigger very unwelcomed behavior. So uh, the medical community has a tendency to put all dementia in the same care basket as Alzheimer's, and that causes untold issues in the FTD population and their care partners. Each FTD person can show different symptoms, So listening to the care partner about how to handle their person is paramount to success. I recently attended a webinar by Dr. Alvin Holm, and these words stuck with me. You can't expect someone with a deteriorating brain, no matter their age, to live in your world with your rules. You must enter their world and accommodate your rules to their abilities. The best advice I can share is if if they're not hurting themselves or others, let them do what they do. Let them pace, let them hump, bounce the legs, collect the rocks, sort the blocks, whatever helps calm them and what's happening in their brain. FTDers are square pegs in the dementia world. Try to remember not to pound them into your round holes for convenience of care. And that's really the best advice I can give to anyone caring for early onset dementia.